What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shumuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. That's my line right there, right in that uh, visual, uh, verbal cue. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. Of course, of course, of course. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 217 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. So, of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Got with me my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. What's going on? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here chatting, talking um, about games. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. And of course, our show is a no-go with our Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. How's it going? Not bad, man. Uh, Not trying to maximize my dollar. I'm trying to minimize my dollar, but we'll see, you know. GameStop keeps putting the damn, same damn games on sale for like, you know, buy one, get one free, get half off, all this other stuff. And it's like, eh, don't need all this business. <laughs> yeah, they want to get rid of that stuff. They ain't selling. Yeah, it's like they put Dead Space on there. Dead Space normally in their store is 40 bucks, but once it's the 50% off sale, it goes back up to $70. It's like, oh boy. Jeez. And half off of that. So it's like, get, get out of here with your bullshit sales. So. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. It was funny. We went to uh, we went to Sacramento to see the Adams Family and uh, the musical, and it was funny because we went to the sushi place because we wanted to try this new place because we're in Sacramento. Sushi's great, so we go to this place and it's like you know oh so cool all the rolls all the sushi rolls are like fifty percent off. Oh, that's great. Sushi rolls for twenty dollars to start off with, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like, come on now, <laughs> you know, that's not a like, that's that's not a, a discount, you know. That's your little. It was just funny. It was just like, you guys are out of control. But yeah, I totally understand, you know, what you're saying. So, all right. So with that, we're gonna go into what is always our first topic on the docket. That's always our playlist. Okay, let's uh, let's kick things off with you, Des. What you been playing? Well, the only thing that I've been playing is Remnant Two. It is fantastic. It is a great game. I really enjoy it. Um, I do think that some of the puzzles in it can be a bit um, can be a bit esoteric because uh, you have to you know remember remember certain things or or look at you know certain things and and remember. Um, um, what's it called yeah we were like patterns and stuff like that so i didn't know that so i'm like okay so so i had to find out what was going on with that but once i kind of realized what what was entailed what what entailed it it really wasn't uh that bad um i do like the fact that you get to have all different types of um um you get to have all different types of of different um what are they called? Um, archetypes 
that you can play with. Like you have three starting archetypes and then you have a fourth one if you pre-ordered it and then you use those archetypes. And then when you get to a certain period, a certain uh, level, I think it's 10 level, level 10, you can add a second archetype to, to, to kind of mix the two. And then they have a whole bunch of hidden archetypes, like four or five hidden ar- archetypes that you can get by just going to the different worlds. Um, it's just a really meaty game. Um, and it's, it's hard. Like, that's the one thing about it is, is it definitely is like Dark Souls with guns. I know that's people are tired of hearing that, but it really is like the, the they they are not sponges and they hit hard. And I and I really like it really um, challenges you to play. Uh, it's really a challenge for you to play solo in that game. Like they want you to play with the full party of like three people and and it just it just feels like it. But but when you're all working together and you're in sync so much fun it is so much fun me and my friend christian uh have have played it the most together and what's great about what's great about christian is he's like he goes off and he just he just plays the game and he's like you know plays with a whole bunch of randos that are much further ahead and so when you jump into a, a specific person's game you're you're within their world so you can go to different you can go to the different biomes that that they have open and so he's able he's been able to get a few you know different archetypes and change it up which is which has been really cool to see there's like hidden weapons there's hidden you know um hidden melee weapons it's just it's just like they took everything from the first remnant and then they basically made it 10 times better and 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 it really is a super fun uh third person uh co-op shooter it's 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 fun like I, i really have a lot of fun i do think that um you have to use scrap in order to upgrade your weapons. And I think sometimes that could be a little bit daunting of a task only because it takes a long time to get scrap and you really have to kill everything. So, and you have to break everything to try to pick up scrap and stuff just to just make sure that you're able to do stuff. And, um, and I don't know, it's just, it's just a really, it's just a really fun game and it's, and it's kind of creepy because you're going to these different worlds um and there seems to be a secondary a new antagonist because the root or the yeah the root was um was supposed to have been dealt with in the first game so there's something new that's going on um and and i'm here for it i think it's a really you know i think it has very interesting lore i did a huge lore dive um to find out what was going on with the other games because I never beat the last few games, although I've played all of them. The first one was Kronos, um, and the second one was Remnant 2, but they're all, they form this long, linear sort of storyline, which is pretty interesting. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've enjoyed what I've played, um, and, and if you guys want to play, I think it's great. One thing that I do really really dislike and i guess i should have put this on the the question we had where what are things that are unacceptable or that you don't like um and one of the things is when uh co-op games went from four to two i do not like to three i do not like that i like rolling with four people and whoever decided for whatever reason to make it you know three player games instead of four player games i don't know why you all did that but it is annoying and i really it really needs to stop you should be able to roll with a four party uh, a four person party like monster hunter monster hunter does it 
There's no reason why y'all can't do it. Seriously. Yeah, like what? Outriders and the uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite, I think, are the two outliers, I guess. So. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I'm just like, it just annoys the, the crap out of me. It's like, stop it. You know, you can do four player games. I don't know why you I don't know why you don't. It's just annoying. Uh you could do it in Diablo. Um it's just it's just annoying to me. So so yeah, it's a great game. I know Joe's gonna mention mention his uh, his experience as well as Kevin's uh uh in their in their segments. But I do know that the other game last game that I played which has been really fun is uh, I'm still playing uh, Voice of the Dragons. It's a fantastic voice of voice voice of the cards. Sorry, uh, the Dragon Bellows, and I'm still enjoying it. You know, it's a it is a it is a card based RPG, and uh, sorry, the Isle Dragon War. Sorry, um, and I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm I'm playing my Switch a lot more now, um, and and I'm really enjoying it. Like the Switch is a really really good system when you're able to find games that are able to um that take advantage of the hardware again um don't push it (laughs) don't push it but uh uh graphicals and stuff like that but but it is a good system for what it is so so i'm still playing that one as well um hopefully it's not a super long game because i want to try to get through the other two as well the other two are the forsaken maiden as well as uh the beasts of burden so i want to try to get through those as well to see how they how they play so but those are the games that I have been playing. So I'm going to kick it over to Joe. Uh, why don't you give the, the games that you've been playing? I know you have went back into your um, into, uh, your uh, your back catalog for, for a couple of your games. So I'm I'm interested to to hear how that's progressing. Yeah, uh, well, I did play Remnant 2. I just got to the point to think when I was playing where it was loading and getting... Uh, established i'd bought it retail uh unlike you two gentlemen so i had to wait to get the physical copy and then install it and i know tuesday night when i was trying to install it i was trying to clear hard drive space and i wound up like not installing it properly until like wednesday on there and uh by by the time game night came around i was playing a little bit i got my character uh class selected which i believe i did the challenger as far yeah, as the, the tank the up, so. yeah the tank the up close personal you know they yeah. and they've added a lot of really cool stuff they basically revamped their um their uh close quarters melee uh stuff so yeah i'm really interested to see how you're able to uh work that class yeah and literally like I picked the challenger. I went into town and I literally talked to this NPC called Mudtooth for like about 25 minutes and then Mudtooth. I started falling asleep. This is old prospector type guy that just, uh, for whatever reason, the voice actor, they just laid out a ton of content and he's kind of giving you like uh, <laughs> all sorts of backstory and uh, just kind of funny to just to sit there and just i was just like okay how long is this gonna roll let's just gonna roll with this so he's even uh referring to like the olden times is like uh referring to usa as a usa the musa fellows <laughs> the mm-hmm. usa so 
I got a kick out of that. But at that point, you know, it's like I was like I already knew how hard it was from talking to Christian and hearing them play um, during our game night session. It's like I was just like, OK, I'm gonna, uh, I'm not ready for this right now. So I kind of uh, signed off and I haven't got back to it. So I haven't actually even rolled like an actual true blue mission. I've only done the intro. So yeah, I guess you so. were. Yeah, you're, you're listening to us like uh, our calamity. Like it really felt like. It really felt like classic destiny um, when you're like, you know, you died from misadventure and falling. And I sent you that. Um, I the sent clip, you yeah, that, I saw the clip. Yeah, the yeah. clip of me, you know, jump, uh, getting up and then dying again. And people were just like laughing at me because of how savage it was. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was so crazy. <laughs> I know That's from, funny. you know, it's it's gotten really good reviews and there's a ton of people that have been playing. I think they broke like 100,000 concurrent users on Steam uh, playing the game. So they're very pleased uh, with the um, with the reaction to the game so far. So and I'm looking forward to when I feel, you know, up to it, you know, because Thursday during game night, I didn't even make it on time because I was running reports from my boss and I wound up not even signing on until like nine o'clock. So that's one of the reasons why I was just like, I was kind of out of it already. And uh, I think like all of us, I was busy over the weekend. I went to a, um, a metal show on Friday and then Saturday I went to um, my friend Nick's house and watched UFC and, and, we didn't do the whole Miss Pac-Man thing. I mean, I played Miss Pac-Man once, but I didn't get to my like top score with uh, my score challenge with me and Dooley, <laughs> our friend Dooley on here. Unfortunately, he he has bested my Miss Pac-Man business and has the top two scores on that machine. And so, I'm either gonna have to go in the Nick's garage in the middle of summer to go at it, which I'm probably not going to do. And uh, we'll just kind of leave things be uh, from there. So I did play, uh, what, in Nick's Garage, I played some Centipede. <laughs> so he actually has a, um, not an actual Centipede machine, but a like one of those like uh, Atari license like uh, machines with Millipede, Centipede, and Missile Command on there. So it's like trackball up the authentic trackball action. So... And so it's like it's kind of cool just to go back to the classics sometimes, you know. So and we'll see. We'll probably talk more about that when we go to California Extreme in in August. So yeah, on that. But um, yeah, I'll, I also have been playing a few oldies in the back catalog. So and that includes. Uh, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. So I talked about this game last week, but I kind of been like going back to it and I. Literally, all I do is, like, if there's, like, some dead time or if I want to, you know, maybe talk to Dez while he's playing or whatnot, I, or I'm waiting for um, people to sign on, I'll just throw it on, go into, uh, uh, you know, online versus on there and do ranked, and I have no problem doing ranked anytime in that game, you know, it's not like I have to get there and prepare for war or whatever, I'm just rolling with my... A lion and I'm, I'm doing okay you know me okay you know i'm not getting slaughtered it's like um maintaining a win-loss record around 50 percent so i mean i wish i could do a little bit better i'm gonna kind of work at it and you know see if i can improve if need be kind of hard when you're dealing with such a like a limited pool of players to play with you know so 
um, and kind of take it from there, you know. I'll see when we're at Evo next week what kind of virtual fighter business they have at the show. And Are you going to play? Uh, I'll probably pl- see. I'm not going to bring a controller with me or anything like that. So I'm not, Why not? sure how the, all that's going to work. Why so. not? Come on, scrub. Buy, bring one. Bring one? Yeah, yeah scrub. Put in my do backpack. it. Yeah, do it. Miles. We'll see. I'll have to bring a dual sense with me. That's that's my weapon of choice. So <laughs> on that, I also have played uh, Diablo Four some more. So I I did dive in. I played some online with John BT on here. I know he's enjoying the game. Um, I also played around with my seasonal character a little bit more. Have you guys have you dropped the season pretty much, Des, or are you kind of pushing no, forward on it? I I'll, I'll, I'll play more. <laughs> I've just been yeah. really into um, Remnant right now. Oh no, the season's going to be gone for for a couple of months. So yeah, not... I think it's twelve weeks, right? So yeah, I mean, so I want to get back to, you know, I'm a little bit different because I haven't beat the game yet. So, but I'm actually thinking about beating the game with my rogue and doing with my seasonal character and doing it that way yeah. versus plugging plugging my way with either the barbarian or the um, that sounds perfect. class. Yeah. Oh, you're druid. Druid, yeah. So I heard the barbarian's gonna get the nerfed. In a well, bit, so. they all everything's got nerfed. I mean, the only, the only one that didn't get nerfed was the was the rogue. So you picked a good class. Yeah, so. I like kind of like the um, far, you know, the play from afar versus just tanking it all up with my druid and with my barbarian. So it just gives me a little bit different flavor as far as the gameplay is concerned. So. And I've also been playing um, quite a bit of uh, Tom Clancy's The Division a little bit. So I've mentioned this the last couple of weeks, but I'm still actually addicted to going and playing and moving my way through the map and conquering New York. You know, it's kind of it's I beat this game previously on PlayStation, like I stated. It's just it, it's opening my eyes a bit to playing on Xbox, which is kind of nuts in and of itself. But I've been enjoying myself playing through this game and i hate to say it, but it's like it's gonna run better on xbox than on playstation even in back combat mode so in fact it got me uh downloading i downloaded yakuza zero because i know i'll be able to play it better fidelity on the xbox versus the playstation even running in back combat so i mean it's going to be auto hdr with, with my oled it looks nice so you know, I hate to say, it, but Xbox is at least mastering the fact that its back catalog looks better on the Series X and might look better even on PlayStation. So, you know, that might be one feather in its cap, per se. So, I don't know it's if that's awesome. something that that would you know take you guys back to actually firing up your Xbox, or if you want to play some old back catalog stuff. Probably not your. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, what I, I'm gonna <coughs> play my what I'm gonna play it for. You know what I'm going to play it for. Once Starfield, Starfield comes out, uh, yes. then then we'll talk. If I was going to pay $500 for a retro machine, I'd get a Polymega. I didn't buy a Series X to play old-ass games. I didn't. There you go. That's just kind of coincidental. It's like I've been craving some Division. I was thinking about going back and, pl- and seeing where my Division 2 save is and kind of go from there because I know they've got new content coming out in the fall, so... 
you know, it's just it kind of shows you Ubisoft's kind of dropped the ball a bit. They could have had Division Three in this Heartland, you know, uh, free to play business that's been in development for years. You know, it's like between that and Skull and Bones and other things, but you know, it's, it's Ubisoft being Ubisoft. So, and then last but not least, I have played the game I uh, issued a public apology for last week to our uh, listener Goonie because he did gift me a copy of Dave the Diver so I played well, you actually played it I played the day yeah I played Dave the Diver a little bit today on my uh, Steam Deck you know, I was like laying in bed I, after I, I rolled out today I was doing some errands and um, it's freaking hot out there man it's like after being out for like maybe about hour and a half two hours just out in the 103 104 fresno heat and it's just like i needed to i needed to, to cool off man i was like sitting in, in bed with the with my ceiling fan going and you know cooling off playing some steam deck um playing some dave the diver and actually the gameplay loop is pretty fun you play as this like kind of middle-aged overweight diver that and you're basically going and diving for fish and the gameplay is kind of great you know basically you you get called and your friend wants to um open up a sushi restaurant in this like you know cape on here i guess this cape has amazing fish in this bay on here and so you know this friend calls dave dave the diver he comes out he's basically going and, and catching fish for the sushi restaurant that that this guy is uh, coming up and and the, he got roped. The Dave, black Japanese guy, the black Japanese yep. chef. <laughs> yep. And of course, poor poor Dave, he got roped. Even though he's never worked at a restaurant before, to actually work at the restaurant after diving all day for fish. So. so yeah, you have to so, serve that. I forgot about that. Yep. So yeah, this, the whole serving thing is kind of esoteric because you see these people walk in and order, and I'm sitting there just banging on buttons so I could like you know get, rush to get over to pick up the food and deliver them. And there's actually a, a green tea like thing where you have to do the p- perfect pour to get bonus points on there. So I forgot is, about that. Is this like a modern tapper? I don't think it's a modern tapper because it's a little bit more than that. I mean, imagine if you add like a um, diving game, like kind of similar to like other games like that, where you're just going around and swimming and kind of a like a esoteric, like very like casual, like Echo the Dolphin, except you're a you know middle-aged fat diver, you know. So <laughs> you're trying to get certain cuts of fish that way you yeah, can you, sell. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and uh, I played okay on the Steam Deck. Um, my only complaint is that there's a gameplay element because you're basically using a harpoon to catch fish, and so you're having to um, aim the harpoon, and then sometimes you're going to have to do like some mashing on the A button to be able to go in and uh, get these stronger fish on, and I just was trying to get a good technique with the steam deck i would i think rather play this on a monitor or a tv too because during the uh, sushi restaurant section it's like i'd rather see some of the ui elements it's kind of small on the steam deck screen i think it would be better on a bigger screen if need be and even better with a uh, controller instead of holding you know holding this thing so uh, the Steam Deck itself, you know, I've only played like other other games I play on the Steam Deck are similar to RPGs and that kind of thing, where it's just all you know menu based combat. And so, it's still not used to uh, 
playing Steam Deck at least with action games as much. But I did kind of re- I really enjoyed what I played. I'm grateful that uh, Goonie gifted me a copy. I'm gonna see if I could load it onto my actual gaming PC and uh, play it on there as well. You know, with this, you know, Steam having, you know, cloud saves, it's, it's going to be very cool just to go back and forth if needed between, uh, you know, playing on PC, playing on Steam Deck if I want to go back and forth and kind of take it from there. But uh, uh, enjoyed that quite a bit. So I'm glad I would definitely I definitely recommend it's like 20 bucks, but I think it's a good 20 bucks to spend on here. I think the gameplay loop is good and I'm probably just right in the beginning throws of this game so there's going to be some uh you know probably some twists and turns on here i know they had a like a little uh um little cutscene where you know the cape that you're fishing in that they had this giant octopus uh, like uh, basically swallowing up a boat <laughs> capsizing a boat on here so yeah so yeah I'm, I'm assuming i'll probably be fighting against uh giant octopi at some point so we'll have to see all that drama for dave the diver's mama so but kev what you've been playing what you've been playing this last week um oh like you two i played some of remnant 2 um i'm not really liking it that much i i'm I'm, what i'm going to try and do is restart on uh, an easier level because I started my game on the standard, uh, the the middle difficulty, and once I created my character and did my first mission, it's just it's it's just Art. been murder. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm going to try and uh, I might restart it at a lower difficulty uh, if I can't uh, change my the game difficulty in game where i'm at i'll restart it i'll give it another shot but it's just been frustrating um i don't like puzzles in my games <clears throat> i haven't run into i've run into one so far and i just don't think puzzles particularly in this type of game really matches well i just want to run around and shoot stuff in the face and um, collect loot i don't really need to solve puzzles uh, you know if i wanted to solve puzzles i'd be playing mahjong or something it, it's i don't know <clears throat> what what difficulty did you pl- start out with this yeah, i'm assuming it's a standard uh, right no the the next one up the 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 one that's all supposed to be like you know uh the one for a challenge you know so. oh okay because you know i i just did the standard the yeah. one on the left so <laughs> yeah i did the one in the middle so got it okay yeah i, I did the, the one in the middle five. yeah i think it's that uh, yeah then i yeah the the the, the medium the the not the like, so i think it's like hard difficult and then like another one so extreme yeah. hardcore yeah. whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah like nightmare or some shit like that so yeah i yeah i i did i did that one you know the middle one because so i wanted to be like okay you know, let's see how this is and you know, I knew it was going to be difficult, but yeah, I I tried playing it by myself, and it just it just wrecked me. So once um once I started playing it with Christian, and he came in, and, and it definitely if you're gonna play on the medium, you really need to play with someone else because because the game just got it got 
so much easier with at least with one other person. Um, it got so much easier because I don't know what it was, but when I was playing by myself, I hit that wall too, Kev. I hit that wall really hard. So I think I might have to do the same thing you do and have a, when I'm playing solo, just have a a um, a uh, a person uh, one that's on the on the on the like the regular difficulty, and then you know when I'm playing with someone else, have the harder one because it's just yeah, it was it was a lot more harder than it needed to be. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, w- this game is probably just going to be something I play with with you guys, or if it's yeah. a, if it's the game for game night, I'm not I'm not playing this game with randos be- be- because of the puzzle element. I'm assuming you got to talk and tell people what parts you find or what pieces you find, and I have no interest in talking to talking to yeah. Internet Strange. So um, <clears throat> I probably should have done more due diligence and research before I bought it because I did get it digitally, so I can't send it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know, it, it'll be it'll it'll be a game night game if nothing else. Yeah. But uh, the other game that I, that I got that I really been enjoying and didn't think I would enjoy enjoy it as much as I have been is Double Dragon Gaiden. Yeah, I want to get that. And uh, so it's like it's Double Dragon with um, what do they call that? Um, what's that game type where you do a run? Roguelike. You, that roguelike, yeah. Yeah, it's a roguelike. With roguelike elements in it and. Um, I wasn't sure if you'd like that or not, honestly, to be completely honest. I wasn't sure if you'd like that, but I guess it adds it adds a little bit more legs to it. It adds some legs to it, but I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a fun game. But when you compare it to games like uh River City Girls series or even the uh, Ninja Turtles uh, Revenge Shredder's Revenge, the I wish there was more meat on the systems because really all you do is have one button for attack. You've got one button to jump and then you've got a special button. Now the, you create moves by changing how you, you know, are you okay? You hit an opponent three times and then you'd hit the special button and that might do something or you complete the standard single button combo and then immediately jump and hit the special button that might do something else the variations are very limited very simple and they try to they try to add some complexity to it by saying well there are certain points in your combo where the attack will be what they call uh, a knockdown attack, meaning that if they're blocking, it'll break, it'll it'll put them in a stun state. But all it is is like like the last hit of a single button combo. So there's really nothing you can do to like shortcut that to like maybe hit somebody once or twice and then go into the the uh, guard break move. You have to do the whole combo. And depending on who you're fighting or the level of the enemy, then they'll they'll just tank your lighter hits and knock you back or do damage to you before you can get in that final guard breaking attack. 
of your of your combo string. So I kind of don't like that. I wish there was more meat on the in the system, the fight systems for that. But other than that, I think the game is actually pretty fun. It is not. It is not as meaty as, say, River City Girls, as far as, like I said, the complexity of the of the combo system, which I, I loved River City Girls, uh, being able to purchase different moves, different special moves, augmenting your combo strings by and changing their actual properties that, that allow you to do different strings and, and combine different aspects of your uh of your of your attacks i love that that is not present in gaiden or if it is i haven't discovered it i don't i don't think it is though but what it what gaiden presents you with are several bosses that you need to take down you can take them down in any order and depending on when you attack when you go to the bosses the environment the environment environments change so um if like uh, I went after the uh, the the cultists, I can't remember the name of them. Uh, I because like the last time I fought them, they were like the second to the last gang that I fought, and they were a pain in the butt to get to. So I said, well, you know, let me juggle this around with my next run. I took him out first, and then started proceeding with some of the other the some of the other gangs i've got to the to the end of the game and uh basically what you do is if you if you lose uh, lose a run and you don't complete the game in a, in a run you have the option to continue if you have enough cash or you can cash out convert that cash into tokens and use those tokens to purchase different things about the game like you can purchase and and here's here this is one part what that i don't like is like they give you this option to purchase tips with tokens it's like well these tips really aren't going to tell you when they don't do anything for you they just kind of tell you stuff that you'll find out by just playing the game i mean that it, it i mean you know this isn't this isn't traditional double dragon where there is an actual move set you're just you're just tapping a couple of buttons <laughs> but uh you can purchase additional characters once you defeat a gang that gang's boss became becomes available for purchase through the token system so that's kind of cool uh graphically it does kind of have that river city girl style to it the uh, the characters all kind of have that big head style. I, I forget, uh, like almost super deformed. But uh, it, 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 I, I when I first saw it, it kind of I was like, eh, but it, it, the style has kind of grown on me since after, since I have the game and I'm been spending time with it. But it, it you know it's it's fun. Um, it's definitely worth worth checking out i think the the almost game breaking character is marin who is usually the one getting kidnapped well they they've made up for that in this game because she comes in with a glock landmine yeah landmines and uh, a rocket launcher so 
I I got to the end my second run, I chose Marin and I got to the end boss with her on my first run. I got killed uh at the end boss because this game loves to combo you like, oh I got I stepped on a spike, I get knocked back. Oh, there's a guy behind me, he just punched me into another dude across the screen. Oh, there's another guy who's doing a kick right in, you know, oh and you know, that happens two or three times, and the, you're, there goes your whole uh, your whole energy bar. But Marin is just she she is like the uh, the you know finish the game in your first run character. I mean, she has not to, the funny thing is that the landmines have a uh, they're almost like a singularity effect because they suck all the enemies into it before it explodes them. So you can literally set a mine behind you and then turn around and fight off all the enemies in front of you. Any enemies that come behind you get sucked into the mine. So you're really she really has no 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 weaknesses. The only weakness she has is the same weakness that all the other characters have, and that's being comboed. You get hit once, you get hit into something or an obstacle or a hazard. And it just kind of builds up from there, and sometimes it'll take out your whole um, your whole energy bar. But doing special, combining regular attacks with your special attack, knocking an enemy out with that will pro- every time you do it, it produces a food item to boost your health. Oh, that's a good. So, and Marin produces like every time she attacks with the landmine, she's producing a food item. And depending on how many enemies you you kill with the with her special attacks, depends on that determines not only how many food items she generates, but the level of food items she generates. Like there's like a hot dog, then there's a burger, then there's this turkey dinner. Those are the three levels of food items, and Marin generates turkey dinners all day, every day, just because of of the way that her attack her attack patterns are. So, wow. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 crazy. I mean, even the and the bosses and I know I'm talking probably a little bit too much about about this game, but the bosses at the uh, towards the end of the game, it doesn't matter, you know, which one, their attack patterns become a little more and more cheap. Not a little, sometimes it's a lot. Well, Marin because she's got that Glock and she's got these landmines and rocket launchers. Their little tricks really have no effect on her because she's popping them at range. So every time they do a teleport or they do a, a some type of move, try to get out the way, uh, you're popping them with with you know the nine millimeter goes pop pop pop, and <laughs> that's. Marin don't play, huh? <laughs> she is not playing. She is not playing. <laughs> There's also the this like this dude with a riot shield. He's like a he's like the tank character. And he's okay. The problem with him though is that because he's big, he's a little bit slow. And he can be knocked out of some moves in his in his attack string. Doesn't happen very often, but it it, it can happen. And like his special attack is like the neck breaker will grab somebody literally by the neck and 
jump up the air and choke slam onto the ground and it causes this area of effect damage and uh he can generate he generates some decent health items but most of what he can do because he's at his attacks are focused are do heavy damage on one enemy and whatever surrounding enemies can be affected by that area of attack he's kind of limited to to the the level of food items that he can generate uh, his strength is in his uh, health points and the fact that he does some of his his uh, moves do tank attacks. So that 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 is his one uh, that is one benefit that he has. And then you have Billy and Jimmy Lee. What I do like about what they did with them two is that they do not fight the same. Uh, Billy is a is punch oriented. Jimmy is like Taekwondo kick oriented. So that is that is kind of dope that one does one focuses mostly on punches and upper body attacks and then the other one focuses on uh, only on kicks. So I do kind of appreciate that they did make some changes with them there. But uh, I mean, is the game perfect? No, but being a lifelong Double Dragon uh, fan. Playing, you know, playing the retail games, the, you know, the every just about everyone that re- ever released for home. If it was on a system that I had, I had that I had Double Dragon for it. I've been a longtime fan of this series, and I think I think Gaiden is definitely worth playing. Uh, it, it's it's a hell of a lot of it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's not perfect. It is not River City Girls, but it is still very good. And so the last game I have been playing has been Final Fantasy 16. La- yesterday I put in maybe three or four hours into the into into 16. I got to a point. I, they did something in this game that I've never seen done with regards to your move set. I can't tell you what it is because it would be a major spoiler. But all I will say is that they have completely changed the way that Clive plays, but still made him the same. I know it doesn't it doesn't make sense of what I'm saying right now. I can't go like I said, I can't go into further detail, but it was awesome. It was dope. It was a major it was something that you saw coming. But the results were not what you thought it would be. I'll I'll put it that way and I'll leave it there. Final Fantasy 16 is on track to be my game of the year. I don't see. I really don't see anything knocking off that uh, knocking off that perch as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and it's going it's going to have a spot in my in what in my pantheon of favorites. I don't know where it's going to land. I want to finish the game before I even start thinking about that. But Square Enix put in work and they planned and they thought out all of these systems. The fact that you're not getting different weapons and utilizing different things it it more than makes up in in what they're doing with the actual magic system that they're using 
which basically translates to your to your physical and ranged attacks. It, it, it it's something I've never seen done in an action game. I'm sure something like this has been done maybe in other Final Fantasy titles. Like I, I you know, my history with it started with seven. I haven't gone back to play any of the other ones, but it's just absolutely fantastic, man. I, I I don't know how much more I can gush over that game, but that is pretty much all I have been playing this week. Uh, As usual, my, my gameplay has been limited, but when I do have time, I I've, I've been pretty happy with what I played this week. So, with that said, um, now have you, uh, uh, Joe? You've already gone. Uh, yep. Mentioned your yeah. playlist. Okay, and yeah. Des did too. Yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. I I had I I just had I had a beer, so maybe I'm a little bit <laughs> my brain's a little bit fogged over. No problems. Uh, that's it. Hey, it, it yeah. leads for better impressions on your playlist. You know, yeah. it's just you you're letting things flow. You know, it's yeah. all good. good. Yeah, yeah, the, the the drunken vessel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to, as always, our next topic on our docket, and that is our vessel line or question of the week. All right, Diz, you got the mic, man. All righty. So for this uh, episode we have our vessel line and it is will d and it is re- it is his response to the question from uh episode 2016 and that question was uh, 2016? Me- uh sorry 216 sorry okay it's like whoa <laughs> had to go back into time so it was um i'm uh, the one drinking i know right <laughs> So that was our last episode, 216, and uh, Will D said, uh, let's move on to a hard question. Which company is more important to the history of gaming? Atari, Sega, Nintendo, NEC, Sony, or Microsoft? So Will D says, love the answers. All interesting. With regards to the history of gaming, I've thought long and hard about this question. The answer is, drumroll please, Michael Jordan. Okay, Uh, and then he goes on to explain that Nintendo is the Michael Jordan of gaming companies. Sure, there were amazing players that came before him, but nobody changed the game like he did. An ultimate athlete, the ultimate competitor, and his business decision with Nike. mm, Look at Nintendo. They essentially resurrected home console gaming, then took over the entire market. They brought us legendary games that are timeless. They bought us... They brought us the dream of gaming on the go. Uh, That wasn't one of those crappy LCD handheld games from the 80s slash 90s. I know what you're talking about, like those Tomy games. Um, And despite their drop-off, to this day, they are still relevant. He is correct. So he says, so the answer is Nintendo. Big happy face emoji. So yeah, um, I think you're, I think you pretty much, everything, everything that you said pretty much speaks in my opinion, I, I think, yeah, like I, I think that they are, are the OG. I think they set a lot of things in motion, which basically set the stage for for everything, everyone to follow in the industry. So, um, yeah, so they, 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 they were like, they brought out the Air Jordans, you know, and, and really took took gaming uh to the whole another 
level. I mean, they killed arcades, but hey, you know, that so, something's got to change, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you 100% that uh, Nintendo was definitely uh, the most important um, uh, in gaming. So do either of you have any, um, have any thoughts that you'd like to add upon what Will D has said? I'll start off with Joe. Do you have anything to add, buddy? Okay, Joe stepped away. So we'll go to Kev. Kev, do you have anything that you'd like to add, like to, add to what he said? Um, I think he made some very good points. I'm still going with Atari, though, because without yeah. Atari, we wouldn't be playing games. I mean, I I think we would be, but Atari is the one that started all this stuff. So and they basically I, set the precedent. They set the pre. They they when they set up that pong in that uh, nightclub bar wherever it was. I mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. uh, last episode, mm-hmm. when they set that up and did their their testing, and they made themselves, are they, they created the arcade? I mean, before then, it I mean, before them, it was pinball, you know, and you went to the pinball parlor. When they came in with Pong, and then later with Space Invaders and missile command and and all these just like this this plethora of arcade games and then transitioned from the public social scene and brought some of that stuff home with the vcs i mean they're the reason why we have home consoles to begin with yeah so i i I think my 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 stand, my stance is still going to be with the twenty six with 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 Atari, uh, because without them we wouldn't be doing none of this stuff. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, Joe's back. So Joe, what was your thought on what uh, Will D um, added? You know, and and him, him saying that Nintendo was the answer. They are the Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, if they are the Michael Jordan, then you know, I would say Sega's the Scottie Pippen. You know, and, you know, I think uh, Atari might be the Wilt Chamberlain, you know, because I think there's uh, all room in the in the house for um, some ballas in this case. And, you know, Michael Jordan obviously transcended the game and that's what Nintendo did. But, you know, you still got Wilt the Stilt in there, uh, Atari, you know, you know, pretty much laying all the groundwork. Then from there, because, you know, in in of itself, there's not going to be one stock answer. It's all opinion. It's all experience, too. Me and Kev, you know, especially, you know, being older, um, you know, we've seen it all <laughs> for the most part on there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I agree. Atari definitely was the trendsetter. I mean, if it wasn't for them, you know, if it wasn't for Pong. You know, Al, 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 Alcorn, I think you, you mentioned. I think that's the name you dropped last episode, right? I think so. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Noam um, Bushnell, you know, yeah. all that business, you know. Even, uh, God, I'm trying to think of, uh, it's not Steve Jobs, but uh, who's the other guy? Uh, the Waz that oh, uh, worked on no, Breakout. Yeah, yeah. worked on Breakout, you know, for, for Bushnell. I mean, everything is just all crazy. You know, you even got to think of Ralph Bear, too, the the guy that uh, 
originally created video games back in the 60s, you know. So, you know, it's just yeah. like uh, all this craziness, you know. So between the Magnavox Odyssey, the original Odyssey came out like in the early 70s. So, I mean, there's all sorts of <laughs> companies and whatnot, you know, all involved in this hobby of ours. So, so you know, I'd say Atari, yeah. Nintendo, yeah. So, yeah. I, I agree. I think I think that they all um, shared a definite a definite purpose. Now, if you were to say, you know, who set the blueprint, who reinvigorated the game and stuff like that, you could definitely put them into into specific categories. And I think that's where you're where you're kind of coming from, Joe. You know, it's yeah. like the, there's there's a room there's room, you know, in in the history books for all of them. And they all deserve to be there. That's that's my take on the whole thing. You know, they yeah, all thing, Nintendo is like the company that does not die. You know, it's like literally, no. it's like you know, between the N sixty four being kind of crappy, the GameCube was okay. You know, and then them, the Wii really saved their their bacon basically. So, and then between the Wii and, and the Switch, the Wii U obviously, I'm looking at it right now, and all it does is collect dust. So you know, it is what it is. You know, a second screen. You know. it, it did its purpose, you know, yeah, it again, it, it did its purpose, you know, and and it, it could have innovated, did something different. It could have, you know, they, they it, tried, though, they tried to yeah, do something different. That's with the it, thing, so. you know, I know you we're know. all laughing at the 3DS when it first came out. It's like, oh, what is chunky ass piece of shit? Basically, because <laughs> it was mm. a chunky ass piece of shit. So. Yeah, I was like, what what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> bad. But anyway. You know, we were all, you know, skeptical gamers, and so this is kind of what happened. So, yeah, but it's the know. software that drives the hardware, though, and that's oh, yeah. why Nintendo can have the worst hardware in comparison to the other players in the market, but they survive because their games are literally timeless. Yeah, their, yeah, I mean, their character design, their all of that, whatever, whatever you know wizardry they tapped into creatively it has sustained them when they have consistently been the worst as far as hardware specs on the market i mean my the reason i went with an atari lynx over the game boy was because i thought i just thought the the game boy was just terrible tech you know it's like well why I would I want, why would I why I can't I can't play in the sun <laughs> doesn't have a backlight I can't it, all I it, it's it's barely a step above these tiger LCDs it's like yeah. why would I want to waste my time with that but the the link <laughs> as as awesome as it was and it did have its shortcomings it didn't have Mario it didn't have Zelda it didn't have Metroid. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. have all of these games that has that have carried the weak that have made up for the weakness of hardware that has been a staple for Nintendo consoles since the beginning. Well, not necessarily since the beginning, because there were time there was a time when they were competing in hardware. I, I namely that the ones that stick out in Maine was the 16-bit era. They were competing. Uh, then as far as hardware specs but it got to a point i'd say maybe i guess maybe after the n64 when they made that decision to go with cartridges when everybody else was doing disc 
and they just said, you know what? Uh, we're we're done with this tech with this tech stuff. We're just gonna let the games carry us, and we're just gonna make this put out put out this underpowered hardware, and people are gonna buy it by the droves because we make games that they can't miss out on. Yeah, yeah. They tried to compete with the GameCube, but they kind of didn't really step up. I mean, there's people that love that system too. GameCube was great because of Smash Bros, of course. Mm-hmm. And of uh, Mario Kart and the usual games, the the Capcom Five. Remember the Capcom Five? But mm-hmm. imagine if they would have used standard disc medium for the yeah. GameCube. Oh. Would have been. It would have oh. been. It might have been a. We might be seeing a different Nintendo today. Oh yeah. Maybe. They're just stubborn. I think that's the main thing about Nintendo is they're just stubborn. You know. And I, I'm with you, Kev, too. Um, original Game Boy, I could wipe my ass with that damn thing. The thing <laughs> sucks so bad. It's like... Uh, I uh, wanted one. I wanted one so bad, though. Oh, I wanted one so bad. Yeah, I my looked at Toys R Us, and I saw it at, at whatever store I was at, and I said, this is just straight-ass trash. I bought a Lynx just like you. I didn't even mess with the Game Gear, for God's sake. So <laughs> it's like... I like the Lynx, you know. I like Gauntlet 4. I like Chips Challenge, Blue Thunder, you know. Um, there's a Zybots. There's a ton of uh, uh, good Atari software on that system, so. I feel you. Mm. I Def- feel you. Definitely was great. My Basically, um, I even, I mean, Game Boy Color, I kind of, I think I got into uh, Game Boy finally at the Advance when the Game Boy Advance came out. I thought the Game Boy Advance was hot. I thought it was great, you know, so. Kind of gave me that kind of uh, SNES gameplay that I wanted from Nintendo that they never brought forth on the N64, you know. So, mm-hmm. kind of brought brought forth the, those old feelings back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't think Atari leveraged their arcade catalog effectively with the Lynx. I think that might have been able to some of that might have been able to uh, carry or push them a little bit further than they would have gone. I think eventually they would have succumbed to uh, the juggernaut that is Nintendo, but I think they would have, it would have maybe had a little bit more saturation with the links if they would have leveraged their, their arcade, their, their arcade repertoire a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I do believe that, that they, regardless of what they did, I, I still think that they were, they're still, like, no one's debating their, what they did was, like, fire, and, and everything was fine. Like, it was great. So, I agree. Ooh, so cool. But, but yeah, I uh, wanted to say thank you so much um, to Will D for answering his own question and giving us your thoughts. I think, I think it was a really good, uh, back and forth between you know the, the hosts and and the community it, itself. And if any of you other listeners uh, want to ask us a question that we can then you know turn around and ask our listeners, now please join our Discord. Um, it's free. Um, you don't have to wait or do anything you know to to join. Uh, you just have to be a nice person, you know, and and listen and and respond back. Um, to what people are, to, to what you feel is is, um, is something that's relevant to you. Um, and at the end of the show, uh, Kevin will tell you how you can join our Discord. So uh, the question 
for the next episode, episode 218, because uh, to, to next episode will be uh, the main event question. And that question is, which company is the most important to gaming in 2023 and why? So this year, what do, which company do you think is the, is the most important uh, to gaming uh, right now? Let us know your answer and we'll discuss it on our next episode. Okay, so uh, you know what follows uh, the uh, you know what follows the vessel line and the main event. It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, Des. You're welcome, so, Joe. But of course, and I got some quite good news nuggets this week on uh, this episode. So first thing we're going to talk about. Uh, Phil Spencer made an appearance somewhere. So we got to talk about Phil Spencer. Oh, shit. Uh, he showed up somewhere he wasn't expected to be at. He was at the Final Fantasy fourteen Fan Fest 2023 in Las Vegas. So at the Las Vegas Convention Center, Phil Spencer wound up coming up on stage. Quite kind of dork, dorkish, of course. That's <laughs> Phil. Yeah, it's a kanichi with all his, like... <laughs> uh, you know, Kanichiwa uh, fine children. Yes. So, but yes, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 is finally coming to Xbox on here. Uh, what he said on stage, what I really appreciate about you and your team. He's talking to, uh, of course, uh, Yoshi, uh, the uh, director of Final Fantasy 14. You and your team is you put the player at the center of everything that you do. It wouldn't be more clear that watching your presentation today at Xbox, we share a very similar spirit when it comes to our players. And we're really inspired by how much you made Final Fantasy XIV with everyone a global success. And we want to bring the Xbox community and your Warriors of Light together in a way that is safe, secure, and engaging, and above all fun, because that's what it's all about. Not money, of course. And uh, as we... Also see this as a seminal moment in our relationship with Square Enix and the Final Fantasy team as we look to partner more closely together in the future. The entire Xbox team is excited to see how our newest Warriors of Light will use the full capacities of capabilities, excuse me, of Xbox Series X and Series S to help save Ezra. And I'm excited to partner with you, Yoshida-san. Of course, of course, all the Yoshida-sans in the world. Konnichiwa for <laughs> Uncle Phil here. And your studios as you bring this incredible franchise to global platforms to engage more players. Because it's all about engagement, not sales. Uh, to connect and experience the joy of gaming together. So, yeah, so that was basically it. And, of course, they had the CEO of Square Enix on stage to say that they are going to um, work together more in the future. And he basically says, "We," Phil said, we look forward to building on the relationship that we've established and bringing Final Fantasy XIV to Xbox and partnering, partnering closely with you and Square Enix team on future games. So, you know, bullshit walks and money talks. And I guess the money was talking quite a bit. So they have mm-hmm. made amends. They have got Final Fantasy XIV coming out. Uh, going to be in the spring of next year, though. There is an expansion called Dawn Trail that got announced that is coming out in spring 2024 on here. It is coming out on, you know, all platforms, PC, PlayStation, 
uh, Xbox now on there, and uh, it's going to be coming out in spring 2024 with an open beta schedule for patch 6.5 on there. Nothing was mentioning as far as Game Pass is concerned, but it looks like this is like a beginning of a new story arc for Final Fantasy 14 on there. Uh, from what I've seen of the trailer and what they showed of the art, it looks fantastic. It makes every time I see a new expansion for Final Fantasy 14, I just get like kind of like, oh my god, I was like FOMO. I got FOMO up the ass over here just because uh, I want to like you know Let experience it, it. But yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I own a few expansions on the playstation i actually own some of the content which has probably already been made free but <laughs> yep yeah you know if, if, I, if i dive into this then i'll probably be just talking about final fantasy 14 for a year in a day but uh, uh for people out there that really play this game i mean it's freaking awesome it looks great i've heard this is like the best final fantasy story ever so it's like you know they also mentioned, too, that PlayStation 4 will continue to be supported, so that's good at least. I mean, if it's going to be on the on the Redhead of Stepchild Series S, it might as well be on the PlayStation 4 as well. So, Also, they have Final Fantasy XIV coming to Fall Guys as well, so, you know, I'm surprised they're not coming to Fortnite, but... But no, no mention of Game Pass for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, but... Uh, what you guys thinking about as far as this whole like uh, you sh- you know you shoot us on and and talking about them partnering up with Xbox a little bit more? I think it's good for that platform. I know a lot of people have been barking about the fact that uh, like Final Fantasy 16 is not on Xbox and so on and so forth. And you think there's a good opportunity for Square Enix to you know speak to that audience and make maybe make a little bit more money per se? Oh yeah, I think so. I think I think what's going to happen is you'll You'll, they'll probably release the all the other content uh, and put it on like Game Pass for a little bit because you can get all the extra content. And then if you want the new stuff, you'll probably have to pay a premium for that. Um, and then it's no, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not surprised that it's that it's on uh, Game Pass or that it's on Xbox. I think this is the perfect game for X X X. Xbox and a perfect Same game thing. for Game Pass. Yeah, really. I think it's the perfect game for this, and the reason why it's the perfect game is because it can run on both systems. Um, and I think that's... Uh, Phil is looking for stuff that can run on both systems. He's looking for stuff that has long legs, that has a um, a large reach. So, of course, Xbox, you know, folks are like, oh, this is fantastic, this is a great, because it is for them. This is a good, a great get for them, you know, but again, is this a new game? No. You know, is this is this going to make a huge dent in in the Xbox Series X's uh, library? No. Um, so I recognize it for what it is, you know, and and I think it's I think it's great for them, you know, and I really hope that you are you're happy in Eorzea, you know, when you're while you go there for as long as you were there. So kudos for for to Phil for you know, giving money to them. I don't know how much he gave them. Uh, probably, you know, a, a bit, I would think. But there, I would be, if this is not on Game Game Pass, I don't know. I would, I, I would be shocked if this is not on Game Pass. If it, it or, so, yeah. So that's my, that's, 
that is my assumption is this is going to be on Game Pass and um, that's where it's going to to live. And then you could pay a premium for for new content or you can wait for a certain amount of time before it comes on to Game Pass. That's that, kinda, that's how they're going to do. I'm surprised, too. Uh, I know that they've been trying to get Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox for multiple generations, actually, which is kind of crazy since the Xbox One on there um uh, even on the 360 because the 360 had final fantasy 11 on there so it's like uh there's some people that played final fantasy 11 strictly on the xbox 360 and so it's like they were used to playing on xbox and so that's why they were kind of uh bummed out the fact that they weren't able to play 14 on the xbox and there was some sort of uh back like some sort of system issue in the xbox live uh um software if need be or whatnot and in their mainframe that uh, didn't per se didn't they didn't want to allow square enix access i guess and so it just was a standstill because of microsoft not cooperating with square enix and in a way i think in a way it's because of the fact that they didn't let their cash cow come to xbox that might have harmed their relationship at some point so mm. you know and you might see now with all these plethora of games that you know um Square Enix is brought out just on PlayStation, Switch, and PC. You know, your Tactics Ogre, your uh, Valkyrie Elysiums, that kind of thing. I, I wouldn't surprise me to see some ports show up for Xbox Game Pass <laughs> for Square Enix to make a little extra cash on this on these titles if they uh, port them easily over to uh, Xbox on there. Even like, you know, your Voice of Card, you know, might be a perfect Game Pass, like, kind of port as well oh yeah so. i think it would be because again it it plays on both systems and yeah so yeah well i mean i we can't sit here and act like xbox couldn't have been had these games on their system oh of course they yeah. could have they could have the reason they don't is because they decide to move to this service they decide to step away and and, and not compete in the console space, the, the same way they had Final Fantasy, what was it, 11 on the Xbox 360? Yeah. They could have continued to have those games on their console. They chose not to because it came to, come to find out that their, their game player base doesn't buy these games. They're buying the shooty shooties. Mm. They're not buying, the, they're not yeah. buying uh, Japanese role-playing games. And... This, the reason why they don't have 16 and 7 Remake, and they're not going to get 7 Rebirth by the time they get these games, the the newness will have long since dropped off the rose, is because their fan base is not going to pay money for them, but they want them in Game Pass. And they are not willing to pony up the amount of money that they are going to need to make up that is going to make up what they would otherwise make selling it in other platforms. Phil is not ready to write that many zeros for one game or, or even a series of games for whatever reason, because they're just going to, people are just going to say, Hey, it's in game pass. Oh, suck it ponies. We, we didn't have to buy it. And then when the, uh, the, 
Xbox Live most games played stats come out, you're gonna those games are not even gonna chart. <laughs> they're just good. They're just sitting there in the in the in the tiles list. Ain't nobody playing them because that's all it's that's that's all it it's about. It's just about having access, quote unquote, for free, and for them to gloat about it and and do backflips and and cartwheels and you know draw pictures of Phil in their in their fanfics and and gee thank you for 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 making Xbox such a better play. I'm not playing the game, not buying the game, but at least but I know it's there and that's what makes it so great. And I didn't have to pay for it. Mm. That's really uh, what yeah. it's all about. I think previously what the issue was for um, them not bringing Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Square Enix said that there was restrictions Xbox put on certain crossplay features, including chatting and forming guilds with players on other platforms. So it was Xbox that was throwing up uh, the basically barriers for them to even work on it. And even after they got the barriers taken care of, they just didn't have the time to bring it over to Xbox. So that's why... Um, it's taken them this long to be able to do that. So, so, and so, again, that's kind of funny that, you know, Microsoft, the, you know, purveyor of the proponent of cross play, that there were pro cross play and PlayStation was anti cross play, that uh, they were the ones basically that prevented Final Fantasy 14 from actually initially appearing on the platform. So, it was a different case during the Xbox 360 era. That was a whole uh, different Xbox. They're actually competing. Yep. I remember uh, that one game we played, um, Defiance. Remember that game? <laughs> uh, I hate to say it. I like that game. I'm I sad actually that, enjoyed that game, too. I'm but sad it did do better. But they it's... That company wanted to bring it cross-play, but they got a refusal from Microsoft to make the uh, PlayStation and Xbox versions commingle with each other. So, so they were denied asking the link and do crossplay on on Xbox to a lot of PlayStation players and vice versa. So it was Microsoft that threw up the smoke. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, but you know, business is business. So you know, I don't blame Jim Ryan and PlayStation. They they should have kind of given up the ghost and let crossplay uh, come across a long time ago. You got it. So when when you're the market leader, why do you want to help your competition? It's the same yeah. play that Xbox did. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, it's the he's same right. play that Xbox did. Yeah, I'm right. not going to help you get a leg up. When I was down, and hey, you want to? Can we have cross play? No, y'all was like, no, nah, you peasants, stay on your free on your free to play service. We don't want you here. All right, now that I'm on top, you're going to eat some of this smoke because it's not going to put money in my pocket to help you. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, it is competition. So, I mean, you can want to be nice and do that, but you, there's nothing saying that you have to. No, I, I, I'm tired of treating Microsoft like like they're, you know, Bill and Ted's garage business started <laughs> with, you know, two just two struggling college students had an idea and took a risk and mortgage their and mortgage their 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 homes and grandma's grandma the money that grandma left to 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 them no 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 this this they have always been a juggernaut since they created windows and went public 
So no, they. I'm tired of treating them like like they are the, the, this darling little company. And oh, poor us. We're just trying to make it in the in, you know, you know, singing Mary Tyler Moore, you know, theme song as you know, oh, just just this single working girl trying to make it in this complicated world. No, they're a they're a multi-trillion dollar company that will chew you up and spit you out if they think it's going to affect their bottom line, just like every other company, just like Nintendo will, just like Sony will. But for some reason, we just love giving Microsoft this, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. They're like, Oh, they're, they're, they're just trying to make it, give them a break. They're just trying to, they're just trying to do better. No, no. They got the capital to do better. If they can't figure it out by now, <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. I, I, and I hear you. Other news. We're going to talk about Ubisoft a little bit. So there's a couple of nuggets from Ubisoft here. Um, one thing that's kind of a bummer that we, I think I was talking with you, Des, this past week is that Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, its uh, in-development sequel, was in- internally canceled on here. Uh, VGC is reporting that the game was canceled earlier this month due to a quote-unquote perceived challenges around establishing the IP on here. That's bullshit. Probably because they released it in December initially, and then instantly, like, you know, basically within a month and a half, was heavily discounted like Ubisoft usually does, so... How was that uh, their fault? How was that the game's fault? That's what Ubisoft that does. I know. Yeah, so uh, basically the footage provided to Insider Gaming uh, basically said that the the uh, sequel was set in, in a Poly- Polynesia, basically. And the footage showed that creatures had the ability to shapeshift into different mythical creatures. And it was different creatures would allow the character to do things like flying, swimming, and controlling classic elements like fire, earth, um, air, and water on here um and Some the Captain game planet type shit huh yeah you got it. <laughs> it and i said the game could have been around 18 months from its release so they actually have been working on it while development started in 2021 mm. so that's a waste yeah it's a lot of years you know working on this so uh, that is a waste Ugh. I, I hate i hate to hear that i the reason why i hate to hear that is because it it literally all comes down to um, they're worried about how they're going to be able to market it. And again, this comes from a fear of it comes from a fear of of will we be able to make money off of this, especially when they have other other types of of games that that they know uh, are blockbusters. So, so, so part of me understands why they do it. And another part of me is just super sad that it has to be, it has to be like that. You know, that's, this is why we don't get interesting games anymore. Unless you're, unless you're going to, um, uh an indie developer or something this is why you don't get that stuff because triple a games are are only worried about their bottom line and if they can't you know guarantee or or at least at least have a projection that they're going to 
to um, recoup something from it, then they're not going to try it. You know, that's why we're getting the the um, the umpteenth version of of Assassin's Creed and all these all these. Yeah, other things, that's know, why that's, eleven Assassin's Creed games are in development. And this yeah. gets canceled. So yeah, you know, so so they're they're literally they're literally doing this because they believe that that it is a it is a tested proven IP that that they can you know run into the ground. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much i'm surprised this is why i'm surprised that we even got a that that prince of persia game that's coming out you know I, that's why i'm surprised that we're even going to get that 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 they let that slip through the cracks i honestly believe they did you know they probably forgot about it they were like oh what's what's going on oh it's already done well i guess we could do it you know or someone's little brother made it or something <laughs> and they're like you know let's no, do the rayman legends team worked on that one so but it, it's What's killer about the Immortals Phoenix Rising sequel is that they also said sources said that they internally playtested the game and they were surprised and confused at the cancellation because it was progressing well according to them. So. See, again, they're not. They don't. They don't trust. They don't trust that it will make money. Yeah. Sad. Sad. Now you know, uh, I, it's like I wish there was the a Yoda statement that i could play saying this is why you fail mm. it's for stuff like this you know we the gaming community will constantly tell will, will con, con, has been constantly saying we want more variety we want new ip now i didn't play phoenix rising it was something i intended to get to i just never got around to it but everything that i heard about and i saw it wasn't recreating the wheel by any stretch of the imagination, but was a different play on an old story that has been done in games before. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of Zelda, Zeldaizing the Greek, the, uh, you know, uh, a story that takes place in the Greek gods era. Yeah, and exactly what it was. I think I think that was that was an that was an interesting play, and I don't think Phoenix Rising had the budget. Of say Assassin's Creed, but we're get we're getting we're getting uh, uh, you know eighteen shades of Assassin's Creed this year, between this year and the and, and the next year or two, but we can't get the sequel to a game that was pretty well received. I mean, I I I don't know what the sales were, but I don't recall people saying that the game was garbage or that it wasn't nope. good. I kept hearing, you know, it is it is a Zelda clone that's actually good. That's what I kept hearing. And from what I saw of the gameplay, it looked very interesting and had a uh, it looked like it had a, an interesting looking combat combat mechanics. There are some yep. puzzle elements. The puzzles weren't that hard. It was just yeah, it, you know, yeah. and they just but but no. We gotta fall back on Assassin's Creed because that's what we're known for, and you know. But we'll but we'll go ahead and give you Skull and Bones that nobody asked for. Mm. But we're gonna kill this one. I I don't I, I don't understand I I don't understand it. I I really don't. And you know, th- th- but this type of thing is spreading throughout. The gaming industry. I mean, PlayStation is starting to do it. I mean, yeah, 
I love Horizon, the Horizon series. Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West were fantastic games. Both of those games, I think, were my games of the year, the year that they came out. But I don't need three other Horizon games. I don't need a Horizon Monster Hunter clone. I don't. If it's good, I'll play it, but I don't need that. I kind of want to see what else y'all can do. I don't want Naughty Dog to be the Last of Us factory, and it looks like that's exactly what they're going to be doing. That I, I don't like that. I, I still want that variety, that uh, taking a risk on a good idea of, to start to launch a new IP. I mean, that's kind of sort of what you know, the only on PlayStation thing was founded upon, right? Because that's what they had to do to get themselves out of the, out of the hole that they dug themselves into. And we're just, I mean, what, what Ubisoft is doing is something that all of the major publishers and studios are going to be doing, falling back on these tried and true uh, IPs and running them into the ground. Yeah, just by oversaturation, but just by oversaturation. And that's that's the sad thing. Now, the other Ubisoft uh, news nugget I have is regarding uh, Star Wars Outlaws. So even though it's open world, they said that it's not going to be a quote unquote 300 hour epic unfinishable RPG. (laughs) That's the quote from the. creative director of the game um the game will not have uh procedurally generated planets um each uh will be equivalent in size to two zones in assassin's creed odyssey so it's probably quite chunky i've not played odyssey enough to be able to comment on how large uh those zones are Um, but he made an interview with ign when asked what too big means to him he responded too big is a game that people don't manage to play, enjoy, and finish. Our objective is is to really get people into a very dense, rich adventure, open world adventure, where they can rhythm the way that they want. So this is absolutely not a 200 or 300 hour epic, unfinishable RPG. It's a very focused action adventure RPG that will take people on a ride and is very manageable. So, but. Uh, They've mentioned that and they talked about the open world design. They said that the open world experience means that you need a core amount of playable surface with grass and distractions and characters and cantinas. So there won't necessarily be one-off exotic missions outside of the core areas that we're creating on there. So Sounds good. So, I'm here for it. Yeah, I know they had a little like... Um, thing at comic-con um that i haven't had a chance to watch yet but be kind of curious to see as far as what was mentioned there and uh you know as far as they said that the the worlds are the plants are manageable and they're handcrafted so they mentioned that too from that uh comic-con uh of panel on there so they'd be able to talk about that so i'm here for it uh, it looks it looks like it's going to be a fun game. I like I like what I've seen, and I like the transitions. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and they talked about too about um you know because if you remember the trailer, they were all like letterboxed a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. if, as far as the the game itself, and uh, they said that they had some classic '70s influence uh, on the design of the game. 
on here. So they have like vignetting film grain, uh, like basically they're, they're doing a lot with the, um, basically camera work with the game to kind of bring forth a more like 70s sci-fi aspect to it. So, so which is me, it's kind of cool. You know, it brings you back to the original Star Wars and maybe Logan's run and, and films of that era, you know, in the end game format, of course. So, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And then, um, in other news, uh, there's some, these are kind of quick hits, but uh, Sea of Stars, which the uh, basically the JRPG-inspired game uh, from Sabotage Studio on here, where me and Des have been kind of looking forward to this, um, was announced to be coming to PlayStation Plus day one on PlayStation Plus Extra on there. So this was initially announced, I think, about a, six weeks ago. It's coming out on Games Pass day one. So they've actually kind of uh, went ahead and said, okay, we're just going to double down on these services and make this game available for everyone. So the demo came out uh, this week on PlayStation as well. So you should have access to that just in case you want to check it out. And it's coming out on August 29th for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. It's going to be on Xbox Series X and S on Games Pass, on PlayStation Plus Extra, and also on the Switch and PC. So... And they are said that they are working on a physical version of the game. So just in case you try it on any of these services or on the Switch and you happen to like it and want to play more, you could buy a physical version later once uh, they get that the version out. And they're not going through limited run, thank God. They are going to be uh, working on publishing it on their own. So, so yeah, I'm I'm eager. I mean, I was, was kind of happy to see that they're letting it go on multiple services. Uh, on the drop, I'm kind of surprised to see if maybe more companies, especially indie studios, just decide to go in and go and make an arrangement with both services versus one over the other on there for their launch. So what do you guys think about Sea of Stars, Des, uh, about coming to PlayStation Plus Extra? I think it's fantastic. I will be playing it uh, there as it is my it is my. Um, the system of choice so you yeah you think maybe you double dip on the physical switch version since you like uh, playing on the switch or probably um i think this is one of those games that because it's from an indie developer they spent a long time on it i think this is one of those ones where i'll play it digitally on uh on my x uh, sorry my on my playstation and then i'll buy it for the switch buy the physical for the switch yeah um, if I buy the physical, it's going to be PlayStation. I'm going to, like, you know, I, I collect on PlayStation. That's my thing. So, yeah. All right. Next thing I kind of gotten, finally got a release date. Uh, the update to Broforce. Broforce Forever is coming out on August the 8th. And so it's actually coming out on Xbox as well and is going to be released on Games Pass as well. So. So if you previously owned the game on other platforms like PC, PlayStation, or Switch, you do get this update for free. So on there, uh, the final update will have a new and improved and expanded campaign with new unlocks. There's going to be six new bros, uh, two, four new levels, and uh, a lot of bug fixes. Because that game initially, at least on the PlayStation, was super buggy as hell. So, so. And if you want to buy it on Steam, it's actually right now uh, 80% off at the moment. So on here, uh, the bros that are coming out in, uh, include 
Seth Brundle on here, uh, Zebro, which is like Xenomorph, uh, Des- Desperabro. Desperado, <laughs> okay. Uh, Broth Brophy, the Vampire Slayer. Oh, wow. They are really stretching. <laughs> yes, they are stretching. Demolition Bro, so, you know. Demolition Man, yeah. Yeah, Bro Gummer. So. Mm. That, sure. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so if you love Bro Force, there's more Bro Force for you. I will definitely be playing this. I think it's bananas. I always love playing Bro Force. So I think it might be a great game night game as well. So, so if you happen to own it, if you don't happen to own it and have an Xbox, guess what? <laughs> you have any number of ways to play this game on there. So I think I already own it on Steam and also on PlayStation, and we'll have access to it on Xbox. So. Uh, I'm gonna, I guess, be broing it up, and that and then some. So I'll probably play with you, um, maybe a little. I don't know. Maybe we could make it a game night game because that screams out, especially mayhem. Because playing that game multiplayer is nuts. It really that. is. The the one mm. the one or two times I played with you out, y'all, you guys, everyone was like, "This is crazy." I'm like, what? Yeah, it was. It was, it was insane. Fun, but insane. Yeah. Now, another game that got announced this past week was kind of crazy, but um, Nasume and Tingo Project. The Tingo Project was the same company that they've done, like, a bunch of uh, remakes that we've talked about on the show previously. They developed, like, uh, the Ninja Saviors, that game that you love and enjoy, Kev. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rocky Reshrined on here and they've done a number of uh reboots of nasumi games in the past and they uh also did the wild guns reloaded game on there they brought wild guns if you remember that game uh that initially came out for snes on there i think uh wasn't that like a christmas gift from saran wild guns it was it was So they are redoing Shadow of the Ninja. And I don't know if you guys remember Shadow of the Ninja, Ninja on the NES from back in the day. It was one, of, I think, the first Natsume game that actually came out from that company uh, on there. And so they announced a new version of the game from the same development team. It's called Kage Shadow of the Ninja on here, and it's coming out in spring 2024. It's coming out for uh, PlayStation, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC on here and uh looks very too you know 2d sprites uh very inspired by the snes uh kind of sprites if need be even though it was an nes game on here um they got someone to do the character designs of the uh of the characters in the game uh that it's being handled by Dynamic Production, which also um, handled the original Shadow of the Ninja, and it's known for Mazenger Z and Grayzenger on there. So if you like anime from back in the day, um, it's definitely up in the wheelhouse. So I think I'm going to be here on this one, day one, on here. I don't know about you, Kev, but uh, if you see screenshots of this game, this kind of looks awesome to me it's like you know bring me back to good old shinobi on the genesis you know and this kind of reminds me of that looking at the screenshots at least so yeah it looks good yeah i enjoyed shadow the ninja back in the day on the nes i bought it day one so i never played it yeah it's really but i nice. did play shinobi i played yeah, the hell out of it any game like back in the early uh late 80s early 90s with ninjas i was there day one it's mm-hmm. like it's just <laughs> just like you know 
I, I just love it. I love me some ninja action. So I can see it. And I got a couple of last little nuggets here. One is about Call of Duty. So in the outline, it says Call of Duty brings Call of Duty. So, mm. and of course, this is coming with Warzone Season 5, but uh, Nicki Minaj is coming to Call of Duty. And much as you want to play as her, uh, she is coming on August the 2nd, along with Laura Croft and Snoop Dogg. So. <laughs> What a combination. <laughs> and of course, they also have um, rapper 21 Savage as well. So. Oh, so I am so glad I don't play Call of Duty. I am so glad I have, do not play that series. Are you going to play as Nicki Minaj and, and no. 21 Savage and Snoop Dogg? No, 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 Mm-mm. no. They can give me the give me Snoop Dogg and Call of Duty, but I can't get uh uh what was what was what was that 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 wrestling game he was in uh uh fight Def for New York Def Jam I can't get another Def Jam wrestling you know come on it's <laughs> like this 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 was just like the this is just like the easy payout you know they'll they'll get enough uh, uh enough suckers I mean fans to spend however much money you know to get these skins but you know if you want to put these i i would pay money to to have nikki and snoop in def jam vendetta 4 yeah now that would be fun i would i would i would be there for that too but no yeah. I, I don't need them in in i don't need them in in call of duty no i'm i'm good on that and then last but not least, of course, Xbox is going to Xbox. What about, no, 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 no. What about you, Joe? You, you, you want some, you want some Nicki Minaj? <laughs> Are you going to play it now? I know you're all trying to play Call of Duty. You trying to, is, is Nicki Minaj a, a draw for you, sir? Uh, Call of Duty? No, no, it's not. You know, I, I actually, before, before the podcast, I actually had to ask how to pronounce her last name because it's like I was so unfamiliar with it was funny. He was like, how do you pronounce that last name? And I'm like, okay. Like, your whiteness is showing way too hard right now, sir. He's like, stop Get it. Get out of here. I was like, stop it. And he was like, but is it, is it, is it menage? Menage? <laughs> I was like, sir, what uh, are you doing? It shows my uh, disinterest in I modern hip-hop. So I, I... Like, what are you doing, sir? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like it, it really made me laugh because I was like, he was so trying, you know. And I was like, all right, sir. He's like, I, I hear you. I hear you. I understand what you're doing, what you're going through. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just, I, I mean, yeah, I think you're. I think have hit hit the nail right on the head. On the head, it's definitely going to be. You know, this is this is for those people that just have to. You know, oh my god, I get to, you know, run around and you know. Killian Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg don't fucking care. He's he's, he's cashing his checks. All this Dogg, this is not his first first uh, foray yeah. in the Call of Duty. He's been in Call of Duty numerous exactly. times. So. Like this, this is an easy check. Seriously, mm. all he all he has to do because like because like I have a friend who like works and does like uh, I don't think it's Call of Duty anymore, but he works and stuff like that. And literally, it's like it's like you know 
little more than of like five G's, record a couple of lines, and they do the rest. Like seriously, they 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 send them a tape or they or they'll call in, they'll record all their lines over the phone, and that's it. Like it is the most easiest payday that mm-hmm. any of them can get. Like yeah. I'm like, wow. So and yeah, you know they get Snoop, they're paying him a lot of money just to do that little bit of work. I yeah. just went to the Call of Duty website and they said the, these operators are coming out in celebration of the 50th anniversary of hip hop. So they are lifting up the culture with some Call of Duty <laughs> on here. So there you go. There you go. Then give me Def Jam Vendetta. That's how you lift up the culture in a video game form. <laughs> Not this. They really want, if they really wanted to celebrate hip hop's 50, 50th anniversary, they would have like Grandmaster Flash, you know, Chris Parker, you know, uh, you know, Flavor Flav, you know. In Def Jam Vendetta 4. Put that'd them be all EA's in there. business. That'd be EA's business e- to well, do that. You so. know, EA, it, they're all big companies are all the same to me. Yeah, I know. If, if you're not, if you're, but this, this isn't, no. Give me, give me Def Jam Vendel for if you if you want to represent the culture in gaming. <laughs> Not this. This is this is the cheap, lazy way to do it. Mm. You got it. So it's, who's gonna yeah. be buying this? Is be like you know, fifteen year old kids in their basement asking their mom you, to buy them Call of Duty I, bucks. You know, I think so. you could do it, Joe. I I I think you should do it. Oh really? Would you call? Okay. Would you Would you call earlier Call of Bute? Call of Bute. <laughs> On the DK. Call of Bute. But you want me to spit, spit some rhymes, some some ass rhymes here on the Gaming Vessels pod? Please don't. Jabroni. Please don't. I appreciate you, but please don't, sir. <laughs> I won't go off the hambone over here. No, please don't. Please don't, Jabroni. All right. Uh. <laughs> With the last but not least, this is the. Uh, Oh my God! Why did you have to end on this one? Why? Because we need to talk about you know Xbox and their um, new we controllers. We talked about Xbox. So. We talked about Xbox. Xbox. Daddy Phil done went to Japan and or went somewhere and 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 brought went to Vegas. Went to Vegas and brought back Final Fantasy. That's enough. Why we gotta? Why we gotta? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, if if you do want a new Xbox controller, which you know they do have several colored controllers, but they have now the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem controllers with the first ever pizza scented uh, controller mm. on here. So no. yeah, they they have a basically these controllers a, are ugly as sin. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> These controllers are ugly as homemade sin. I can't. I can't with them with this. Like yeah, seriously, they're, they're, and I like the a, turtles. I like the turtles. This ain't it. It's supposed this to be a really it, good. It's supposed to be a really good movie. So don't let this don't let this whack ass controller sour you for the movie. But ugh. well, yeah. If you look uh, at the controller, basically, there's like a, a piece of plastic that you basically press a button and and pizza scent comes out of the damn thing. So. <laughs> no. 
Yes. Oh, I, no, I thought that was like a prop that they just put behind the control. That's actually part of the. Oh, yeah. It comes with a built in scent diffuser shaped Good like heaven. a slice of delicious New York pizza. Oh, my oh, God. I see the real world. Pe- oh, my gosh. This, mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So if you, if you want to get a whiff, of, a whiff of pizza smell, it. it's going to smell like like basically pizza flavored combos. Basically, it's going to oh. it's like, you know, you, you're going to get a whiff of like pepperoni using at your controller while you're playing on the Xbox. Because but, that's know. that's exactly what I need. It's like <laughs> why not just dip it in Dorito dust and and make it and just and Dorito dust. And uh, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew sugar, Mountain Mountain Dew, you know, dried up Mountain Dew, so it's the controller sticks to your hand, and then you get that nice do- that layer of Dorito dust in between, underneath your thumbnail, underneath your fingernails, and just make it a trifecta. This, might this, be, this is might give you some tactical grip, actually. It might help. Stop that. <laughs> I love how you try to make the best out of any situation. Tactical this is retarded. <laughs> Tactical grip, no joke. Stop. It. Yeah, no. Can ma- imagine, man. I, I got those extra kills because of the Dorito dust on my fingers. So yeah. the Dorito dust and the dried Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, plan your call of booty. Yes, I, I see your weekend is planned out, my friend. I see your weekend is planned out. Half. Hey, this Activision like uh, Blizzard mergers like doing wonders, man. We could get like all sorts of controllers. Like a Nicki Minaj Call of Duty Xbox controller coming out soon. Mm. So. Well, fun, mm. fun times for all. Mm. That's all the Jabroni Gaming news in your business for oh. this episode. So. Oh, good heavens! <laughs> that was just... mm. that. It's like y'all need to just go back to refrig- mini fridges. If if this is what you're gonna do, just do keep doing the mini fridge. It, at least that served a purpose. Yeah, this, that's helpful. This, you know? this, no. Now, just one thing stop. about these controllers, these are not retail controllers. These are available in a contest, so that's one thing. Okay, well, that's kind of good, but you know. People that win a contest, you kind of want to reward them with something. This this seems more like a like a like a penalty. They, they look like Battletoads <laughs> controllers. That's what they look like. So, <laughs> zits, pimple, and rash. I want to have some some Battletoads controllers. I think that would like you know basically take these to the next level. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, disrespecting the turtles that way that's a sin and a shame <laughs> all right game nights take place every thursday 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern standard time any game that you want to bring to the table for us to play just mention it in our discord server if we have it we'll we'll play it if we don't we can get it won't be a problem so you might be asking well how do i if, how do I join you guys on Discord? I kind of dig what's going on here. How do I be a part of the greater community uh, uh, that that is within the gaming the, in, in the Gaming Vessels Discord server? Well, you hit us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels G A M I N G V E S S E L S. Click the link and you're in. There is no waiting period. There is no Patreon tier list to join. Just be a good person likes talking about video games with like-minded people with varying opinions on said subject, and you will fit right in with the community that we've got going there. We've got daily news posted, uh, 
conversations going in different in under different uh, titles that are rather different headings rather that are in our discord server for different subjects topics what games you finish in what games you're planning to get what games have you picked up anything gaming related that comes to your mind that you want to discuss feel free to bring it to our gaming vessels discord server i'm sure you will have a great time now reminder we will not be having a game night this thursday as we will i think we will all be at evo if we're not at evo all yep. be in vegas for for one reason or another if not for evo for evo but uh, uh so there will be no game night this coming week but uh, we will have it the following week so again anything your birthday time your birthday. birthday thursday yes. Yes, any th- any game that you want to bring to the table, we will be happy to play it with you. So also big shout out for one of the generals in the Gaming Vessels community, Will D. Special kudos to you, sir, for bringing this question to our episode this week. Uh, with folks like you, we're just so ha- privileged and happy to have to have you in our community because uh, you always bring something interesting that causes us to... Uh, kind of kind of uh, expand the podcast a little bit more. So thank you, sir, for being one of the Gaming Vessels Generals in our community. A special shout out to you, sir, because like I say, without Will D and others in our community, those that are enjoying the podcast, we're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. So big shout outs for y'all. Uh, so that is going to bring episode 217 to a close. I want to thank you all for rocking out with us, hanging in there with us for all, even even throughout, even with these. I can't get over these ugly ass controllers, man. They're gross. I'm just like, bro. Look better than Nicki Minaj, right? <laughs> no, I would rather look at Nicki. It, 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 at least, at least that's a real woman. These, these are yeah. you give fake ass controllers with a fake ass slice of pizza that's gonna be spraying. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, pizza scented Febreze in my face every time I hit a a, a freaking button. No, no, no. I I am on this. Uh, that that's just horrible. But <laughs> that's gonna bring two one yeah. seven close. <laughs> so for Des, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Lover. That's me. AKA the cat daddy, AKA that gamer step daddy. And for Trader Joe, AKA Jabroni Chief. You, 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 Pizza Power. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Food Max, the gaming could maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shona71, AKA Digadulamite. Pizza bling bling, y'all. Oh, the disrespect. The disrespect. Disrespect. The franchise, man. Oh, my God. We'll just, be back. I just next. retweeted the post so I can win him. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we will expect a full review if you win. <laughs> we'll be back next time, episode two one eight. Peace. 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 Up.